Hello and welcome to The Playlist, Music with Mrs. LC podcast. Today I will be doing a solo episode recapping the end of the school year and talking about where we go next in education. Well, the school year 1920 has come to an end, and we are now getting into summer break and moving forward and thinking about what's coming next and what we've just been through. And I know that, at least for me, I feel in some ways like the last 10 weeks of school was an eternity, and yet I feel in other ways like I just snapped my fingers and it's just over, and it's just this shocking like there's nothing to do and that feels weird kind of thing but I also sort of feel that way every year I always feel like the first week after school is out when I'm not going to work that I'm gonna get in trouble or I'm doing something wrong and I've I'm going into my 20th year of teaching and I still feel that way I always feel really odd the last um really the first week after the last week of school and so I'm probably going to take a little bit of a hiatus over the summer, and if I get some opportunities to talk to some educators and interview some people, I am going to do that. But just some personal reflections for me. Yes, I'm a music teacher, and so my position and what I teach is different from a lot of other teachers, but also I think there's some things that we just all have in common, and I think we can all sort of share in a lot of these thoughts. And I know that when I hear someone speak on something that I am absolutely going through, it feels so good to know like I'm not the only crazy one out there (laughs) thinking these things. And so hopefully some of these thoughts will be helpful. But as I look back on the last 10 weeks and the distance learning and everything that sort of went down, I think now that I'm a little bit removed from it, I can start to evaluate myself as a teacher. And one of the things that I took from this experience was that I definitely have a stronger, clearer idea of what my strengths and my weaknesses are as a teacher. Um, maybe this distance learning model brought those out or made them more clear to me. I've I found that my strengths are definitely engaging students. Uh, I've used video so much in my regular classroom that making videos and making instructional videos and making them fun and engaging and all of that stuff is something I was already doing. So I, I realized that that was a good thing because especially when we have students that aren't seeing us physically, just seeing our faces is such a big connector. And I think that's probably why I had so much engagement still, even at the end of the year, I was getting, you know, a couple hundred kids still doing things even in the last week of school. And I think the video element was really big on that. So I learned that one of my strengths is that face-to-face connection, making media, making videos, connecting with students, keeping those relationships. But I also learned some weaknesses. And one of my big weaknesses is just organizing all of the work that comes in and the responses that come in because in my position i teach every student in my school which is somewhere around the 500 mark uh, a little bit less give or take just depending on enrollment but you know 500 kids is so many different 
kids and they're all in different Google classrooms and I wanted to give them a choice as to what activities to do every week I would give them two choices and so maybe one choice was to go over on Flipgrid and do a video and the other choice was to read something or engage in a video and then respond with a Google form or something like that and so I was able to get actual real proof of kids getting their work done but here I've got Flipgrid with all these videos and I don't know which classes they're in and so how do I mark that they got their work done when I don't remember whose classroom they're in and they're all in the same place and same with Google Forms I would have this huge list of all the students and I would even if I had them put their teacher in it was all on one big document and I felt like how am I gonna every single week go through and check figure out which kid is in which class and all that stuff and there are ways to do this effectively and I just didn't have that so that is something that I did not realize um, until I was at home. You know, in, in class, when I'm live with kids, we can do an assignment. I can say, click the turn in button. I can look and see that it's done or that it's not done, deal with it, move on to the next class. That was not the case this time. So I've, I've learned what my weaknesses are. And I think that's important. I think that's important because in the hustle and bustle of our everyday teacher lives, Sometimes we don't get that reflection time. Even if we have the time, we don't use it for reflection because we're too busy doing other things. And so being able to identify some of my key strengths and my key weaknesses is gonna be a huge help to me moving forward. Um, and so that kind of brings me to this next idea of as a teacher, we have always sort of known what our job is, especially if you've been doing this for a while, you kind of have it down to a science of how a class works and, and how to gauge your time and how to get something done in 40 minutes if you've got to get it done in 40 minutes or, or whatever. But our jobs have changed. Our responsibilities and our accountabilities have changed in this new model of distance learning. And I think there's people that feel like, well, why should I continue to invest in this if it was just for 10 weeks, you know, like why should I keep pushing myself and learning all these new things? And cause it's a lot, it, let's just be honest. It is a lot to figure out how to effectively teach large groups of students from a distance. It's a lot of work. In fact, it's pretty exhausting from what I've experienced. It, it's even more exhausting in a lot of ways. So there's people that think I'm not going to keep investing in this because it's short term and, and we're not going to be doing it much longer. So don't do it. And then there's other people that are like, well, maybe this is kind of ushering in a new age of education and maybe there's going to be more of this than we think. And so we should pour into it and figure it out and and figure out what the best course of action is moving forward if we have to move forward in this model. And I I hope that whatever side of the fence that you're on in that we just have to always keep in mind that my job requirements are going to change with time. And I know that in the field of teaching, we get real, real comfortable doing things a certain way. And then we get really, really good at being really, really comfortable. And then when anything rocks us out of that comfortable place, we just push back. And teachers I know are, are known for pushing back on change and banding together and pushing back. And in some ways that's good because not every change is good. But in this case, just my heart feels like we have to start to embrace the fact that our roles and responsibilities and 
you know, accountabilities as teachers are going to have to change because we don't know what's next and we, we don't know where we're going. And if that means I have to get real good at making videos, that means I have to get real good at making videos. Even if I think that's dumb and I don't want to be on camera and I don't, I don't like it and I'm not comfortable with it. Like if that's the new job requirement, then I better get good at it. And I better put in the same effort that I would put into doing something new in a classroom. And, and it's overwhelming. It's a lot of extra work. And honestly, I think for a lot of us, it's intimidating. Let's just be honest. It doesn't matter if you've done this for five years or 20 years. Little changes are one thing, but huge changes where everything is just literally uprooted out of the ground, that is intimidating. And I think veteran teachers don't like to be intimidated. It is uncomfortable to be intimidated. And we prefer to kind of be the ones that have it together. And a lot of us are in a place of not having it together right now. And so... There are so many great resources out there for you. If you are looking for great distance learning resources, they are out there, they are everywhere. I hope whatever school district you work in is helping and being supportive to you. I know mine has been over the top awesome in providing not just content, because guys, we know content is worthless if there's not a human behind it that you know kind of holds us accountable, makes us wanna work. Um, but giving opportunities for growth where we have FaceTime, we have real human contact, it's out there. And I know that at least for me, I'm going to just figure out what I got to do, no matter how much extra work it is, because a lot of this stuff, even if we end up going back in the fall, we can still use it. Like I don't see it as a waste because there are really great platforms and software programs and web-based software that I can see myself using even if I'm back in the brick and mortar classroom. So why not just figure it out and invest in it now? I mean, if I don't use it, what is the harm in having too much information? What's the harm in having too many options? You know, I would so much rather be in that boat than have no options and feel totally panicked and feel totally isolated. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just going to figure it out. And take every opportunity that I have. And if I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed, there are people that I can talk to and reach out to that are going to reach back and help me. And I think we all kind of have to just tread water (laughs) right now the best we can and not allow ourselves to sink in that fear or that apathy of, well, I don't need to know it anyway because I'm never going to use it again. And that leads to the last part of this today that I just wanted to sort of touch on that. Where are we going? Like, what is next for us? And I don't think that, at least not that I've heard to this point in the very, very beginning of June, um, that anyone has truly stated or even made a, a real statement that is one way or the other on what the answer to that question is. Nobody knows where we're going yet, but I think we're all sort of preparing for the worst, which is, you know, okay, we have to stay home longer, but no one knows the answer. And I know that one of the hardest things for me to deal with as a human being, not just as a teacher, but as a human being is the uncertainty of not knowing something one way or the other, because I can handle a failure if I know it's a failure and I can handle a success if I know it's a success but I have a real hard time handling, I don't know. I have a real hard time with that. It produces a lot of anxiety. It produces a lot of uncertainty. 
And of and then my mind starts racing as is like all these thoughts that just become overwhelming. And so I don't have an answer to the question, but I think it's the question we're all asking right now is what is next? Where do we go? And until we know that, you know, we're not putting any super final plans in place, but I think everyone across the board at this point, all of us should be preparing for both outcomes and creating content that can effectively be used in a distance learning platform and a brick and mortar platform and not feeling like you have to reinvent the wheel altogether and do everything different. Um, Plan a bunch of lessons that even if you're sitting right in front of your kids, you can use that same lesson instead of having to do two entirely different things for if you're live teaching or if you're distance learning, you know. So until I come back, and I don't know when that's going to be, I hope that everyone out there teaching and finishing out their school years comes out of this with some time to reflect on where we've been and where we've succeeded and where we've failed and starts to just do the self-reflection and starts to make the necessary changes. Because at the end of the day, it isn't about us. We're the, we're the vehicle, <laughs> we're the vessel, but it's really about giving kids the high quality education they deserve, regardless of what platform we have to use to do it. And I know that I feel like I've just been insanely blessed by so many great people and leaders and opportunities that are making me better. So I hope that you have people out there in your world that are making you better and that these discussions are happening. And I want to thank you for continuing to come every week and listen to this podcast. Like I said, it might be a full summer hiatus. It might be a couple of weeks. It might be a month as I learn new things and as I talk to people and I feel like there's a discussion that needs to be had, I'm going to bring it here. And then of course, in the fall, we're going to start up our regular weekly episodes again. But Thank you to everyone who subscribes to this. This was an experiment that I never knew would be successful, and I'm so glad that it has been, and I really appreciate everyone who tunes in every week to listen. So if you want to find me on Facebook, you can go to Facebook and look up The Playlist LC. Follow me on social media. You can also find me on Twitter at Mrs. LC Music and follow me there. And I hope everyone has a great, restful summer. Keep learning, keep growing, keep fighting to give kids the best of us because they deserve it. And have a wonderful day.